During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. What's up and welcome back to the Kinda Funny Screencast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I am joined by the new face of video games. Blessing, Adioye Jr. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever indeed. And rounding out the group today, we have the big dog, Kevin Coelho. What's up, dudes? Give me a bark. It's been a while. <laughs> Thank there you very is. much, Kevin. It's good to have <laughs> you here as well. Another rare appearance of Kevin on, on the set. Usually running stuff. We have Barrett behind the ones and twos right now course killing the game um, i'm hoping everybody's having a fantastic day out there out there what a day what we a got day. wakanda forever reviews dropping the the movie sonic the hedgehog is out, is out also sonic frontiers, sonic frontiers. God, War, ragnarok's coming out also man. go vote go vote if you haven't so much is happening right now fantastic stuff and i'm happy that we get to take part in all of it with you out there and we get to do that each and every week right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny where we you do this show where we talk about the latest in tv movies and trailers if there is something in pop culture that we should be talking about chances are we are gonna do just that that and you can watch it as a video but if podcasts are more your thing search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast and we will be right there for you uh including a whole bunch of really cool stuff coming up tonight the new episode of andor uh premieres i'm extremely Woo! excited for it so barrett me carboni and i'm pretty sure the return of sage ryan will be talking about andor tomorrow and, and tales of the jedi oh, we're yeah. doing a little oh. double feature thing there so that should be a lot of fun um so your homework for tonight catch up on andor and watch tales of the jedi there's six 15 minute or less shorts watch them hang out with us have a good fantastic time um of course today we're brought to you by factor me undies and shady rays but i'll tell you about that later first i want to tell you about all of our amazing patreon producers you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny uh just like these people did to get the show ad free i'm gonna give a shout out to casey andrew Elliot, Brian Chaney, Casey Kern, G. Greg, Trevor Starkey, Adam, Jacob Mofelt, Super Daddy Kyle, who always makes me smile, Undertopian, David Mindtel, Mind Freak, Jordan from Kansas, Cameron Bose, Jay Klobes, David Huzenga, Jerrica Chu, Molecule, Nathan Lamothe, Monica, Boominlog, and Delaney Twining. We'll talk about the rest later because I want to get right into it. We got to see an early screener. Shout out to Dolby Labs for having us uh, go watch. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, the final MCU Phase 4 film. Wow. Uh, oh, the second and- to last Phase 4 project, because technically we do still have the Guardians holiday special coming mm-hmm. in just a few short weeks. Um, so that's really exciting. But that's so Wait, far quick question. Away. So Quantumania, is that the first phase? Beginning of Phase 5. Wow. wow. Yeah. It's yeah. exciting Which, beginning. Wow. Really Holy interesting. Cow. And I'm, I'm sure we'll talk more about that in, uh, in the weeks to come and when we're talking a little bit more spoiler-filled. Because right now, we're staying spoiler-free. Of course, we don't want to ruin this experience for anybody. We know that Marvel Studios is very near and dear to so many people's hearts. So we're going to try our best to not spoil a single thing. We're going to talk about stuff that we've seen in the trailers. So like that is kind of the extent that we're trying to stay around. If you do not want to be spoiled at all, 
don't watch this at all. Like, that's well, just putting that out there. We're going to try our best, but you know you better than we know you. We're not trying to ruin this for anybody. So that is the goal that we're going to have. Know that going into this review, as always. Having said all of that, blessing. Tim. What did you think of Black Panther Wakanda Forever? I want to know what score you would give it on the kind of funny scale of one to five and just what your thoughts are. Uh, in terms of score, I think I would, I would give it a four out of five. Um, but in terms of just the conversation of what this movie is and talking about how how good it is, this is a movie. I think this is one of the few times where I would describe a Marvel movie as beautiful, right? Just in terms of the way they tackle the subject matter and even in terms of how it, how it was filled, uh, filmed, the, the visuals, how it looks moment to moment. I think it is just a beautiful looking film, but also in terms of the way they, that they had so much to live up to, talking about... Black Panther, the first one, and how revered that movie is. And then also talking about, you know, the passing of Chadwick Boseman and how that affected this movie. And this movie working as both, I would say, a grieving process for the filmmakers and the and the actors and uh, uh, the people working on the film themselves, but then also for the audience. I think this film having to pull that off while also ushering in the next chapter of what Black Panther is, that is a lot on its shoulders to live up to. And for me, I think it lived up to that supremely. Like there are multiple times during this movie where I legitimately was shedding tears, right? I'm like trying, I'm like sitting next, sitting next to Greg and I'm sitting in front of, I think you guys are in the row behind me. I'm like trying to wipe my tears without trying, without people noticing, I'm right? Crying. It's yeah. All good. Like, man, that, that's, that was getting to me, dude. And yeah, like I think they do such a good job of tackling ideas of grief and how you react to grief and how you deal with grief in this movie coming off of that. And then also just coming off of the, the, um, what's going on in the world of the MCU and the world world of Wakanda and Black Panther specifically. I think they did such a phenomenal job working on that. The score was incredible. Shout out to uh, Ludwig Granson, who did the score for the previous Black Panther movie. Once again, absolutely nailed it. And, you know, I had the fear, and I was talking to, about this with Snowbike Mike yesterday, that, like, the first Black Panther movie had Kendrick Lamar working on a lot of the songs, right, doing the company to album, but then a lot of those songs appearing in the film itself. And this movie not having that had me give me a, a little tinge of, like, oh, man, but is it going to be as good as the first one and i'll say in terms of how the movie used the music and the music that was in there itself i'll say for sure like for me it goes uh toe to toe with the music and wow. the soundtrack yeah that was that was in the first one um i absolutely love that the performances oh my god angela bassett in this movie maybe one of my favorite mcu performances just period like she brought the stuff she brought the range yeah. um there, there's stuff that they do in terms of like even the style of her character the clothing that she's wearing her hairstyles that uh brought to the that she brought to the table where i'm like god damn is this character so good and so i shout out to angela bassett in this movie absolutely loved her uh leticia Wright, i think did a really good job as well and then also uh tanak uh, huerta as uh namor i thought was off the chain as a villain absolutely loved uh his performance and also just the the riding around his character as well um i think this movie has so much to love i have a few nitpicks with it you know like uh riri williams i there's things in terms of her arc that I wish was better explored. Um, her character, I would, I would compare to how they treated America Chavez in Doctor Strange, which I wasn't the biggest fan of how they treated America Chavez in that in that movie. Rhea Williams, for me, uh, reflects that a little bit in some different ways, but then also in some similar ways. Um, and I would have loved to see that character explored and developed a little bit more. Um, and then also just the things here and there in terms of uh, uh, like action sequences. Like overall, love the action, but in terms of ways in which certain sequences were shot it was a lot of cutting back and forth that i would have loved to see uh reduced a little bit but even overall even in terms of action i would say i like the action in this movie overall better than in the first movie as well um and so yeah four out of five is the score that i'm giving it but with that it's a movie that i absolutely love kevin 
I think uh, for most things, I'm right there with Bless. Uh, I think that visually, it's beautiful. So first off, what would you give it out of five? Oh, sorry. I think I, I think I'm gonna give it a five out of five. Five. Yeah, wow. I really really like this movie. It's long, but the entire time I'm fully enveloped in everything that's going on. I think they do a really good job handling the storylines that they're developing. We are with characters for a long time and see how they're dealing with emotions in a way that like I the casting for this like it's it's interesting where in in Black Panther the first one I. I didn't realize the the casting was so strong. I think that mm. we got a lot more time f- to feel people's emotions and kind of see them emote so much and much harder. I mean, obviously, this is a, you know, like, we understand what's going on, but, like, we really got time. Like you said, uh, um, at, Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett was, like... Without a doubt, one of the best performances of the that we've seen in the MCU, I think. Oh, easy, 100%. easy, easy, yeah. easy. She, yeah. And like, it's not just one moment. Like, there's several moments where characters, like, I literally was like, "Wow!" Like, I'm really happy they went with the the story the way they did, so that we could have these moments with these characters. Like, so many of like the the acting like things were so good. Uh, N- Namor, God, now I'm having trouble. They say saying, they say Namor? different ways in the movie. Itself. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, so you can but, say Namor, you can say yeah. Namor, I guess. Uh, Namor, like, is he's like kills it in the role, and I love the way he moves too. Um, oh my God, yeah. It, it, it's they, they it, like a lot of aspects that we get in this in the movie like it feels like people really had a lot of fun with like his mobility with his little winged uh feet and um it's just i i'm really impressed by almost everything in this movie uh there are some things cinematically where i'm like it's interesting that like they decided to do that like the ultra pulled focus where everything around the character is blurred we see a couple moments where people are having conversations and they're like it's a little bit. It it's feels, that volume stuff that yeah, we talk about. It feels a little weird. Is that is that volume stuff? It's either volume or green screen. Like I, no, I I think that like th- that's just the thing where they have the ultra shallow focus and it's set just right on their face, so even their bodies are a little out of focus. Uh, they also did some cool things with like tilt shifts. There was like a couple. I think there might have been like two shots where they're showing cityscapes and it's just a little bit of that tilt shift where everything kind of looks like it's a toy which I think looks visually always so cool. And with the sets that we get to see, like you're maxing out that potential like of like, oh yeah, it's a city, but like it's a cool ass looking city. Um, I, I'm I, really, I'm blown away. I was concerned about how much I would enjoy this movie, but I think that like, right, like as it ended, I was like, wow, they handled everything beautifully. And I'm blown away. Like, this is definitely, for phase four, it's easy to say it's one of my top mm. movies of this phase, if not the number that. one. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, a special film for sure. And I think beautiful is a word that keeps coming up. And I, I feel like it's beautiful for its uh, substance, but also the way that it's shot. And like, I feel like the way that those things are married is it's such a love letter to Chadwick, like mm. from beginning to end. And uh, like Bless was saying, it's like it, it, you can feel the catharsis for us as an audience, for the people that were making it. You could see the love that went into every single choice. Um, and I, I, my score, I'd give it a four out of five. I'm a bit on the lower side of it, I would say. And I think that uh, a lot of that has to do with, I think this is 
far from Ryan Coogler's best film. Uh, I'm a big Ryan Coogler fan, and knowing what he's capable of and, and the, the types of stories he can tell of marrying the style and substance into something, uh, this is one that I'm like, all right, you didn't quite fully pull it off in, in some ways, and I think that that is still kind of that, the phase four situation that we're in right now of the rebuilding process of the MCU, because while this had to be a um, story that was, you know, a tribute to Chadwick, it also had to kind of set the new stage for Wakanda itself, and then also the MCU as a whole, and I don't know that all of those elements played well with each other uh, the entire time. I think overall, it ended in a place that this does go on the, the higher side, definitely, of the uh, Phase 4 movies. Um, I wouldn't say it is the, the highest, though. I still think Shang-Chi is uh, up there for me, personally. Mm. But, um, I and even that, not perfect, but um, the... But Quick question: Is, mm-hmm. is Spider Man? Is that also? Oh, and that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah Spider Man's yeah. the one that makes it tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do think that this is a demonstrable step up from uh, Eternals or Black Widow. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, with that though, it's like the performances are fantastic. The action scenes a little hit or miss. I feel like um, there was no action scene that I can say I completely loved, but every action scene had a moment I loved. At, at least a moment. Many, many of them had multiple moments of like, oh wow, that is such a cool use of that weapon or that ability or that move or this person or this armor or this whatever the hell it is, right? And um, I think the most impressive thing is the cast of this film, like uh, the way that the cast is used in as an ensemble while also maintaining clear focus on leads. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very impressed with the leads. I was pleasantly surprised with the um, capabilities of some of the actresses' uh, ability to go from what we knew them as a character to becoming what they are and using the grief uh, both in character and in the real world to kind of create that moment and uh, seeing see, seeing new forms of kind of camaraderie and dealing with grief where in the MCU, which we just saw in WandaVision, you know, to, to kind of head out or to start off um, phase four and now to essentially end phase four with a similar theme in a very, 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 very different way handled as well as this is. I can't wait to watch this movie again. And uh, while I don't think all the elements fit together, I do think that we're in this special moment that we're going to look back on with phase four of the experimental or the um, movie by need and necessity where if there was a pandemic, Chadwick died. Like these are things that they need to deal with. And I don't think that they always deal with it well, but I think that in the future, we're going to look back at, at all of these for uh, being a special moment in time that did something uh, kind of similar to how we talk about Dark World and Age of Ultron getting better over time because of the movies after. I think that this is a movie that um, is going to be looked back on in some ways, much more positively in the future, and I think a little more critically in the future as well. Yeah, but. I think the critical aspect, for sure, right? Like, I think this movie uh, does just a lot of things where it's like, oh, this isn't just a good MCU movie. This is just a great movie in general. And I think a lot of that are in the moments where it separates itself from the MCU and just focuses on the the characters of Wakanda and what's going on with, with uh, Namor's crew as well. Like, I think the best the best parts of this movie are the parts where they focus in on that. There is a, a B, C plot uh, in the movie that I would have just either cut or had developed Borderline better. Bad. Yeah, it was like, dude, this is... I, anytime they cut to that plot, I'm like, 
this is I don't care about this at all. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> like I think it would have been easy to get rid of this. And like the only reason that it feels like it's there is to connect back to the MCU. And again, I think that that is the moment where, where I'm like, oh man, now the MCU ness of this movie is kind of getting in the way of this actual actually like great individual story itself. Uh, and so that's part of why like I that's part of what brings it back down to a, a four out of five for me. But I do want to hop off of you talking about the action as well, right? And how, but before like, you do that, though, because I I want to get into all the action stuff, but I do want to take a word from our sponsors. But before we do that, remember you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to get the show ad free, just like some more of our Patreon producers, Ryan Anderson, Kenny Kimball, Eric, Eric Velasquez, uh, Ivan Quiz, Scotty Wyatt, Alex Gradle, Mama Mer, Al Tribesman, Jacob Meyer, uh, Steven Stryker, Gordon McGuire, Burt Meg, Jason L., James Davis Makes, Nanobiologist, Arrow Joe, DJ Kento, Ryan T. from Tennessee, Derek Garrig, Donald Eccles, Short Fuse 06, Jordan Harrison, and Sean Valoric have done. But for everyone else, here's some ads. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Shady Rays has all the essentials you need to make summer complete. Shady Rays sunglasses offer an industry best combination of fit, style, and performance without the big brand price tag. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. They also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order and have donated over 20 million meals to date. Look good in your shades and feel good by making an impact. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There is no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for y'all listening right now, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. And there you go check it out shout out to factor a ready to eat meal delivery they shop prep cook and deliver to your door so you can just enjoy chef crafted dietitian approved meals during the holidays minus the hassle plus with 34 meals per week including gourmet plus keto calorie smart vegan plus plus veggie and 36 plus weekly add-ons you'll have plenty of nutritious flavorful options to choose from moving into the new studio has totally changed gia and i's day-to-day -day routine but luckily factors fresh never frozen meals make it easy for her to fuel up fast at home and save time with meals delivered ready to heat and eat in just two minutes factor has everything you need for a week of flavorful nutritious eats in addition to ready to eat meals they have cold pressed juices smoothies energy bites extra protein veggie sides and more head to go.factor75.com slash kind of funny 60 and use code kind of funny 60 to get 60 percent off your first box that's code kind of funny 60 at go.factor75.com slash kind of funny 60 to get 60% off your first box. And shout out to me, Undies. The holidays are officially upon us, and it's time to start celebrating, like actually celebrating. It's your holiday too, so you should be able to relax and do what you love. If that means watching every single seasonally themed rom-com, so be it. Live your life, do your thing. It's the most wonderful time of the year to try me Undies because they're currently offering a very merry deal. You can get 20% off your first purchase with free standard shipping and free returns when you go to meundies.com slash kinda funny y'all already know how much i love me undies even right now i'm wearing me undies socks i'm wearing me undies undies and this very t-shirt is made of the same soft beautifully soft micro modal fabric that me undies is famous for their undies loungewear and sleepwear are made out of
of the softest, most supple fabric you have ever felt, and that is a fact. They're available in sizes extra small all the way up through 4XL. MeUndies has what you need to make all your favorite people smile this holiday season all in one convenient place. Feel free to start thinking about yourself now. You can get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee by going to MeUndies.com slash kinda funny. That's MeUndies.com slash kinda funny. So, Bless, mm-hmm. you wanted to talk about action scenes. Yes, because uh, I think in terms of you talking about how, like, there's not really, there wasn't really one action scene that, like, stuck out as, like, oh, this is the one. Uh, I agree with you there. But I do like how they uh, visually characterized uh, some of what was going on in the action that, for me, separated it from previous Black Panther and also just MCU stuff in general, where I think what uh, Namor and uh, his crew brought to the table and how that made the action feel so different in this film, just in terms of what they're doing visual effects-wise, I really like that stuff. That said, there's also stuff on the other hand in terms of, uh, like, costume uh, that I'm like, oh, man, I wish mm. I wish that stuff felt like it melded more. Like, I think it might be the CGI-ness of some of what was going on with that stuff that uh, didn't fly as much for me. But I did like a lot of how the overall action was uh, uh, depicted in terms of, like, what CGI brought to, brought to the table and what Namor's crew specifically brought to the table. Yeah, it's it's funny. Uh, I didn't say this at the top, but I think that Black Panther one is is better than this uh, overall. Mm. And I think mm. especially there's it's like the little things that add up to it. And I think action scenes. Having just rewatched Black Panther one, there's so many action scenes that I'm like these are actually really really well done. Like the whole Korea Korea section is fantastic. Mm. And I don't think this movie has any of that type of thing. Um, where again, it's the style of the camera meets the substance of the choreography and the fight and the action and all that stuff. But there is, and then Shang Chi has like so much it's incredible choreography. Uh, the choreography of the and camera work of like the bus fight, right, or like even the scaffolding fight. Like there's just so much attention to to the action itself. There is one brief moment in this during one of the final battles that I do think that we get a Shang Chi esque action scene that is fucking awesome and then they only stay on it for like 15 seconds and then they go back to other stuff and i was like damn it like Mm. they have the stuff like kugler has the eye for this action it's just you either get it or you don't and i feel like unfortunately for this one more often than not i felt teased as opposed to satiated Mm. yeah i think for me those uh, there are plenty of times where the non-action sequences felt even more visually stunning than the actual action, action sequences Almost themselves. Almost 10 times, honestly. Yeah. Like, even things they're doing in terms of lighting, where you go from somewhere bright to then somewhere really dark, but it's just dark enough to where it's not, it's not like I'm like, oh, I can't see shit, but it is, like, dark enough to where I'm like, the whole vibe is different now, just for this scene. I Honestly, I think that this might be the best use of dark lighting that yeah. i've ever seen in a movie like it's like such a choice where you can still see everything you're supposed to see it sets the tone though and like there's just a uh, in the same way that we've seen now countless times guardians defined what cosmic looks like wakanda or black panther defined wakanda we see things in this movie that i feel define a group and an area like uh, that feels so u- inherently unique and i think mm. a lot of it has to do with the lighting that they mm. chose it's I do think that we saw this movie in arguably one of the best ways to see it. Oh, for sure. I you know disagree what I mean? so much. Really? What? I fucking hate this theater, man. You know what? <laughs> no, no, so I... Oh, I, I'm I such it. a picky I don't bitch. Like, <laughs> I don't like the theater itself because of its rules. The screen, like the projector, 
I think is amazing. Oh, the black like, levels are horrible. The they're black horrible. levels are, are you joking? They're so bad. Dude, whatever. This what's the one, that we, what's the one that we usually shit. go to that's like, you think you see black? This is black. Yeah, that's the, it's the other Dolby. That's, yeah, the, that's Dolby, the Dolby inside Dolby the Atmos, right? Atmos yeah. theater. Yeah. The one we went to is different? Yeah, it's so this is like the lab. Tech. It's okay. the same, same tech, but it's like they're using different cameras and stuff. Mm. And the one at Metreon's way nicer. Okay. But I mean, I liked it, but this is my <sighs> first time at this theater. And like, you didn't think that the, the like, when they, so they, they do an intro at all Dolby theaters, but like at the lab, they do an extended intro. And I, I, that, I like, like this intro. <laughs> it's the first time I've seen the extended intro. That was the first time where, where I was like, oh, these blacks the, like, are blacker. Yeah, where it does the thing that it's got a circle in the middle mm-hmm. and everything around it goes darker and then opens up wider. It, it was, I thought that was a really cool way to do it. And I am a little concerned at what other movie theaters are going to mm-hmm. look like. Did you not like the sound at this theater? No, no it sounds, sounds great. Okay, yeah, I love the yeah. sound. Those are the moments where I really jump scared. Great? I mean, again, guys, look, <laughs> I, I care about this stuff, and I'm super picky. You said this is your first time seeing that intro. No. Oh, that that intro. I've yeah. seen that intro a hundred times. Like that. That's my thing. Is better like, like at home, home or other place. But I mean, well, even at home, it looks way better. Because, but yeah. that's OLED. That's, yeah. I, I understand Absolutely. a different situation. But when they're yeah. showing this, like, you think this is black? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But, that's and fair, and when fair. it comes to the sound, it's like, like the Dolby at Metreon, there's actually, there's way more speakers than there are. And this one, there's the rumble in the seats. There's all that stuff. It's yeah. like, guys, come the on. The rumble in the seats come is on. something The Dolby Lab, it's fine. It's fine. Wow. Dolby Atmos, Metreon. Wow. Go, Dolby. Best theater in the city. Damn. I think it's just Dolby Theater at Metreon. I don't think it has Atmos, right? In no, the it name. It's Atmos, yeah. yeah. Really? Well, it's Dolby, it's Atmos, it's Vision. No, no, yeah, I mean, it is all those things, but that is the Dolby Theater at Metreon, right? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but I, regardless, we're getting so ready. So people yeah. go and look for it, because, <laughs> yeah. like, the yeah. Dolby Theater is the greatest theater experience there is, except for when they slap 3D and they do active lenses, and it's terrible. That Remember? Is oh, my God, Avatar. we watched the trailer for Avatar 2 with active lenses, and they are horrible. God. I, I, to bring it back to the movie, I want to talk about some of the... <laughs> Thank th- you. Just the thematic elements <laughs> of the story, because for me, it goes back to the first Black Panther, where watching that the original Black Panther and how they tackle uh, Killmonger's story and how they tackle like making you so sympathetic uh, to his character, and then it kind of goes off the deep, deep end where I'm like, oh, I don't know if you need to go that far, but still, I fucking love Killmonger mm. and the direction they took that character. There are moments uh, thematically in this movie that I think um, piggybacks off of a lot of those elements in ways where I'm like, man, I think the themes that are present in both these Black Panther movies are some of the best themes in the MCU, just in terms of one, how mature they are, but then also how they make you identify with the quote-unquote villain role, right? Where it is, it reminds me of, um, I guess to bring in a gaming reference, right? The new face video games uh, on kind of funny. Um, the <laughs> Last is Part 2, right? Where you you play through that game and there's a moment where you're like, oh, okay, they're they're doing the both sides thing of like, you you hated this character before, but we're going to make you really identify or really, really um, feel for this character. I think they do such a good job of giving reason for like, Okay, no, I understand why this villain is doing this. This is this makes complete sense, and even to some extent, I could see myself maybe falling on the side of this character in in, uh, in, in certain scenarios. And I really dug how they fleshed out Namor and his whole crew in the movie. I mm. think they did a great job with that. I I think that like the the reasons that like that are brought up that we won't spoil here. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they're a little light. I think that they could have done a better job explaining stuff and like. Making us make like I I think that he's less sy- uh, sympathetic than um, Killmonger? Killmonger was. Interesting. Um, I don't know. If I agree with that. Yeah. Just, no, no, just no, in no. that. Just in that sense. <laughs> yeah. But. I mean, like, <laughs> like 
Killmonger has some bad moments, clearly, and his plan was <laughs> very bad as well. But um, I, 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 I like I, I kind of feel like we had more time with Killmonger. Yeah. I think the the real world backdrop to Killmonger, uh, and the fact that like you know Killmonger is rooted in reality to, mm-hmm. to for a lot of his character, where you can connect the dots way easier as opposed to like Namor and like, yeah. the kingdom that lives yeah. in, in the sea. But even then, like I, I, we can't get into it. But there are, there are elements of, the, of his character in his story that feel also rooted in real world and the way that they characterize and the, the way that they display that. For me, when far enough to where I was like, oh, man, okay, I really identify with where this guy is coming from. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really great uh, foundation. I'm excited to see where they go in the future because I think that will really define for me retroactively how good a job I think they actually did with this mm-hmm. because I feel like Wakanda being set up in Black Panther and Civil War teased just a bit, getting it in Black Panther and then seeing it progress, especially Further, in Infinity yeah. War, specifically Infinity War, yeah. that grounded it as like, oh, my God, like Wakanda is – one of, if not the most important location to the MCU. It's like, mm-hmm. of course, New York is huge, right? But it's mm-hmm. like, Wakanda feels like... Uh, well, it's it's the safest place on Earth, There's like, right? yeah, exactly. You know? There's so much that goes into it. And I feel like um, right now... I left Black Panther 1 being like, I love this world. I love these characters. I'm interested to see them more. Here, I'm like, I'm interested to see a character again. I don't know that I care about other characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you guys agree with that? No, I mean, I like I, I personally, I'm like... Yo, I'm. I hope we get a lot more of any part of this world, like worlds. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm. I feel like they did such a good job setting up characters to continue stories further down. Where I'm like, cool. They have maybe like three different avenues that they can take. That I'd be totally 100 percent like. I'm definitely watching that episode one. You know, yeah. midnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I. I, I kind of understand where you're coming, coming from, right? But I'm also like, you know, in the world of Wakanda, I'm excited to see more of, right? Like, if I want to, I want to see a future out of the characters as an uh, ensemble. But I definitely understand what you're talking about in terms of like, there are a few individual characters that I think shine individually in a way that will carry forward in individual projects. Where I'm like, yeah, let's like, let's see this person. In so, thing. like, just be clear, I'm talking about outside of Wakanda. Okay. I'm talking yeah. about from like the new shit that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like there's like a supporting cast of characters that I'm interested in. Yeah, but like, see, that's, the... I, I kind mm-hmm. of appreciate that where like we got one character that we're like yeah. is the main character in that group. And like that's that's what I wanted. You know what I mean? Like I feel like giving it that focus because like it's a Black Panther movie. It's not, you know. Yeah. Like it, yeah. yeah. We're talking in code now. This be like uh, what MCU and review talk probably on. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, yeah. there's, there's definitely a lot to talk but about. Like, I do think, uh, speaking of characters, though, um, I, I think that overall it's a, it's a hit, but I do think there's a couple misses in terms of how many characters are in this movie, how many characters are missing from this movie, how many characters get focused in this way, but not enough in that way. Like it's There is a lot, and I think for the most part, the ones they focus on the most, for the most part, are the right ones and very well done. There's a couple that are like, Get them off the screen. What are we doing right now? Mm-hmm. Like this is a waste entirely for what the story we're trying to tell. I think this mm-hmm. is probably connected to what uh, Blessing was saying. Somewhat, but even yeah. then, I feel like there's even some other ones. But mm-hmm. there's also some characters that are just missing from this movie that I'm like, they're only not in this b- due to like behind the scenes reasons. I'm sure like yeah. scheduling or whatever, and it kind of creates a weird mm-hmm. like issue. But that's somebody knowing too much about this stuff. Mm. There's a couple of d- characters in this that I'm like, they're only in this because someone else couldn't be. Yeah, you know, and that that doesn't ever I- feel great. I think that the the most 
exciting part of this movie is that like I came out of it very excited to talk to people about it, and I feel like it's been a little while since I felt that with the MCU, where like I'm actually like stoked to like talk about areas and talk about characters and and be like, what do you think? You know, like where I just feel like. MCU movies, I've been lacking that a little bit. And with this, like, I kind of want to go out and be like, what do you think about this moment or that moment in the movie? Mm-hmm. See your reaction to it. What did you get out of it, you know? And, yep. like, to me, that's a great spot for a movie to be in. Absolutely. Yeah. The one thing I want to um, shout out as well, which is, like, a, a little bit of a nitpick, but uh, the British accents came out of both Letitia Wright and Martin Freeman at points where I was, like, always a little bit distracting. Like, Martin Freeman, like, Mar- like I love his character, and, like, I loved him in Black Panther 1 as well, but and I think maybe it's part of, I just, I've just heard his British accent so much that when he speaks in an American accent, I'm like, man, this ain't you. <laughs> this ain't you. <laughs> like, I don't know. That, that, that jumped out at me. And then Letitia Wright as well. There was, like, moments in it, i'm split on it because there are moments of passion where it is okay her character is like trying to like go for it right now but then i heard the british accent and that took me out of it um i had a couple of those moments where i was like oh man i wish that wasn't the case but again overall though performances out of characters i think nailed it and i'm gonna keep going back to angela bassett who i think again like gave one of the best performances probably like of the year right like yeah. i hope she gets nominations for this because i yeah. fucking loved her character so much mm-hmm. i also think letitia letitia right like did an excellent job. Like she was very, she has several moments where I was like, damn, this character is like in this moment. Like this is what she's feeling. And I really, it's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I want to make sure I'm very careful about how I say this. So I'm going to talk about the group overall. Cause I think it applies to all of them. I feel like the, the way that we knew these characters from the last couple of movies or whatever appearances that, or even shows in some cases, like we, we had some appearances from people, um, the way that the character we knew was still authentic, but dealing with the loss in world changed how they were, where somebody that we might have known as being more lighthearted, not being lighthearted at all. Yeah. And seeing that pain kind of shown turned into power, I thought was like incredibly impressive mm. from from a couple of the, the characters that we'll talk about mm. in an interview when we go full spoilers. Yeah. Mm. I will say there are some things around uh, uh, Shuri's arc in particular that. I would have loved to see developed slightly differently. Uh, like there are certain choices in writing with her character, and in certain um, choices made with her character, where I'm like, "Oh man!" I, it was I like in any moment I was either like, "Oh man, they're going a bit too hard driving uh, dr- driving home this point," or um, they are lingering too long on certain character moments for her character that I feel like could have been uh, progressed a bit further in more interesting ways, right? Like there's moments even with her character arc towards the en- toward the end of the movie where I was like. All right, like we know where this is gonna go. This this feels predictable uh, in a way uh, for her character, and I would have liked to see it tackled a little bit more creatively. I guess even mm. in the build up to where her character goes in the movie. Um, I think I think we're getting a little bit dangerous yeah, territory. Course, yeah. but like I I know what you're talking about, but I I felt like all of it was earned, like the build up to decisions being made and mm-hmm. how we see kind of in their mind how they're making choices. Like I thought all of that seemed like real and valid and kind of like yeah what we expected but like it made sense and felt um fulfilling yeah to to see these characters make these choices yeah it's it's (laughs) it's interesting because like this movie makes so many choices that i wouldn't make that i don't want them to make and all this stuff but they did them 
so well that I'm like, I, I'm with you. Like you're telling the story you want and I'm, I am here for it. And you're telling a great story. Uh, definitely have a lot of things that even having said that, that I wish that they changed some, some things I really wish they went further with some things yeah. I wish they just said, like it's, we'll see, we'll, we'll talk about all this later, but, uh, to wrap this out, any, any final non-spoiler thoughts about Wakanda this, forever? This is wild that they made Martin Freeman, the new black Panther. I mean, hey, no, I said no spoilers. No, oh, no, no spoiler. oh, I thought, I thought after the ad was, wow. oh, my bad, my bad. Wow. Damn. Jesus. Kev? Uh, it's, I, I think that like, I hope we get more acting like and story to this level in the MCU. Cause like, that's the kind of stuff that really keeps me like excited to come back and see how things are being built. And so like, keep it going. Cause that like, this is really good. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us. Let us know in the comments below how excited you are for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Remember, we will be adding it to MCU in review uh, for Patreon users. We'll be doing that on this Friday. We'll be doing it live, and then it'll go live for everyone else publicly on next Monday. But speaking to Patreon, final round of producers that I want to shout out. Morgan Lorraine, Fargo Brady, Hillary Bernard, Ivy Raven, uh, Starkzilla, Delaney Twining, Christopher Rodriguez, the kind of Funny Destiny 2 PC clan, Corey Turnip Seed, Tall Tree 81, Trent Berry, Joseph A. Carlson, Tranquil Uranium, Macro, One Up Pest Control, Alex J. Sandoval, James Hastings, Colin Huganel, Carrie Palmer, and Skylar Peterson. Thank you all so very, very much for joining us. Remember, and or tomorrow for Screencast, Tales Woo! of the Jedi. We're popping off. So much cool shit going on. But until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.